Hello and welcome to C3 Newcastle City Podcast. It is our honour to host you and trust you will enjoy this message as much as we did. For more information about C3 Newcastle City or to connect with us, visit our website www.c3nc.com. I'm excited about bringing the word tonight. So if you haven't been with us for the last little while, we recently had a name change. Our church is called C3 People. You would have seen it on the sign out there. Um, That's who we are. And so the last couple of months, we've been spending some time going over our vision. And I guess that's where our name change came out. I was straight out of our vision statement. That's not something new. It's something that's always been here. And um, so we've been talking about that. If you don't know, our vision is connecting people to God, people to people, and people to purpose. So the last couple of months, we spent um, some time talking about connecting people to God and connecting people to people. And today, Pastor Ryan started this morning uh, in talking about connecting people to purpose. So that's what I'm going to be talking to you about tonight. Good? Cool. All right, so um, our vision statement, it's not just something that Pastor Ryan came up with and sort of like the sound of it. It's actually who we are. And what I mean by that is not just who we are as C3 people, but who we are as Christians. God's actually called us to be in relationship with him, to be in relationship with each other, and he wants us um, to actually discover our purpose through those things. Philippians 3 verse 10 says, For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness. God created each one of us to be in relationship with him, to know him. He created us to be connected to people. God also made us to be in relationship with each other. He's a relational God, right? We have the Trinity. There's three parts of him, one God that all intertwines perfectly together. And we weren't meant to do this life alone, but we actually need each other. In 1 Corinthians 12, um, Jesus is talking about his people, the church, as a body and how significant each part is and that we couldn't actually function unless we have all the parts. And so in verse 24, it says, But God has put the body together, giving great honor to the parts that lacked it. So there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And he's just reiterating there how important it is that we're all working together. He created you with a purpose in mind. You were not a mistake regardless of your conception or your upbringing. Psalm 139 verse 13 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. God who created all, is above all, and is outside of time, actually designed you to specifically be on the earth at this time, right now, for a reason. And tonight I want to share with you, I guess, my journey in discovering purpose. Um, And I hope that it will resonate with you and stir up, I guess, a new sense of purpose within you. Whether you're just starting out in your journey with Jesus or you've been walking with him for years... Um, I believe that he wants to speak to you tonight and just refresh that in your life. So why don't we pray? God, we just thank you that you're here with us right now, Lord. I thank you that um, it's no mistake that each of us are here tonight, but you actually 
planned it that way, God. And I just pray that tonight that you would speak to each of us right where we're at, God. I thank you that um, you've called us to be connected to you, uh, to have relationship with others and to discover our purpose through you, God. I pray that tonight, whatever stage of life we're at, whatever season we're in, Lord, that we would leave this place um, knowing full well who we are in you, God, and knowing that our purpose, um, that we're not here by mistake, God, but we're here for a reason. I pray that we would leave this place knowing more confidently our purpose in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So tonight I'm going to be speaking uh, mostly out of Daniel 3. And so that's the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And um, I'm not going to read the whole story because we'd be here all night, but I'm just going to sort of fill in some gaps and then we'll pick it up at different parts. But essentially what's going on is um, King Nebuchadnezzar, who was in rule at the time, he'd built this massive gold statue and um, essentially he called this big, over-the-top ceremony, as you can imagine, to unveil it. And um, he's invited all these important people, um, all the people of the land are there. And what he says is um, he commands his guards to tell everyone that when they hear the sound of the music, they have to bow down and worship the statue. And um, so anyway, so that happens. Everyone bows down except these three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so basically they don't want a bar of it. Um, they, they loved God, they knew God, and so they're, not, they're like, we're not going to bow down and worship this statue. And so obviously King Nebuchadnezzar wasn't too happy about this, so he calls the guards to bring them to him. And we're going to pick it up in verse 13. Yeah, it's up there. Thanks, Riley. All right, so Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what, God, then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. I find it kind of funny because when they're, when they're responding to him, it's almost like they're telling him, no, straight up, we're not doing it. But they're, almost, they're also being respectful, like, your majesty, no, we're not doing it. It's almost like a bit of a smart aleck response. I kind of like that. Um, but what courage they had, right? Like, he called them. They had a chance to bow down. They chose not to. Then he calls them up to question them on it. Technically, they had a way out. Like, they could have just chose then, do you know what? All right, let's just bow down and walk away. Like, we did the right thing in the first place. You know, they could have talked their way out of it. But they stood their ground. And, um, yeah, they just said to him, there's only one God we serve, and he's going to come through for us. But even if he doesn't, we're not going to worship you. You know, obviously, um, King Nebuchadnezzar was even more outraged now, and so he wasn't happy. So... He ordered his guards to turn the furnace up seven times hotter 
And um, so hot, in fact, that when the guards threw them in, they actually died, like, at the door because it was so hot. Uh, Yeah, we're going to pick up from verse 24. So it says, Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, Weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, Certainly, Your Majesty, he said. Look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego come out of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Incredible, right? So incredible, the fact that these three guys actually turned King Nebuchadnezzar to God. So he was this guy, he obviously had some issues. He's making a whole crowd of people bow down and worship a gold statue. And because of their bold act and God coming through for them, he actually turned and was like, they serve the Most High. I want to serve this God. I want to serve the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he actually promoted them in his kingdom as well, which is pretty crazy. You know, there's a reason that our vision statement is in this order. God, people, and purpose. And um, see, without first knowing God and being connected to others, we can't truly find our purpose and discover our purpose. We actually need to know him and we actually need others' help. You know, tonight I want to use the example of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego as well as my own life to hopefully um, give an example of how we might discover our purpose in God. So I've just got three points for us tonight. Um, Just want to keep it simple and we'll sort of pull out some of those verses that we've read. So the first point is our purpose is found in him. You know, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego knew who they were. They were confident. Their identity was secure in him. Not once did they doubt. When they were tested, they didn't budge. They stood their ground. And they never once questioned God nor themselves. They knew who they were and whose they were. And so often I think we forget this. Maybe we get one but not the other. You know, the easiest way to lose sight of your purpose or direction is to actually forget who you are. And we do this by not spending time with him. The only way that you can find your identity is in Christ. He is your creator. He knit you together in your mother's womb. And the only person that he could show you um, what to do is your creator. There's no other like you and there'll never be another you. And I guess it's kind of like an invention. If I was to give you like a brand new invention, an object of some kind, uh, you would have no idea what to do with it. Um, You would actually need to speak to the person who made it, the creator, or read the instruction manual to find out what this thing actually does. And it's the same with us. We have direct access to our creator every day. We have a copy of our instructional manual. We just actually need to spend time with him and to read it. The more we spend time with him and reading his word, the more secure we'll be in who we are and whose we are. You know, in verse 17, um, this is Shadrach, or the three of them talking, 
And it says, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he doesn't, we want you to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. You know, they had a purpose to carry out. They were on a mission and they weren't going to let anything get in their way. Not even death. You know, most of us here know and love God, but I don't know about you, but I don't know what I would do in this situation. I like to think that I'd be brave and bold and make the right call, but you don't know. And see, our purpose is much bigger than a career or a profession or a day job. It's much bigger than our role in ministry, important as these things are. But our purpose is simply to love God and to love others. You know, the great commandment in Matthew 22, Jesus is talking and he says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And you know, the outworking of this will be different for every one of us, depending on our season of life, depending on our personality, our skill set, um, and just where we're at in general. But our purpose overall won't actually change throughout our life. And that's simply because it's to love God and to love others as ourselves. For me, I'm a teacher, so that's my day job. I have 27 young minds that I'm responsible for, which is pretty crazy to think about, poor kids. Um, no, but I am. I'm responsible to love them and to grow them just as God loves them. I'm a youth pastor to which G and I have been entrusted the most amazing young people, and we pray that they would grow up knowing that God has a significant plan and purpose for their lives. I'm a wife and soon-to-be mom, and God has blessed me with these humans to do life with, to love and to serve and to protect. But really, it all comes back to my first point. I actually can't carry out my purpose and do these things well if I don't know him. And it's actually my responsibility to spend time with him and to know him more so that I can carry out my purpose well. It actually affects others. As we know him, we become more like him. And notice it doesn't say we do more things like him, but we actually become more like him. See, our purpose isn't actually what we do, but it's who we are. Number two, our purpose is found in others. You know, the common um, theme be between all of my roles, I guess, or spheres of life, is that they all involve people. And um, C3 people, right? It's who we are. We're all about people. And the second part of our vision statement is connecting people to people. No, it's not C3 matchmakers, although we do hope that you find your partner here. It's actually about our need for each other, yeah? We're not meant to do this life alone. God created us for relationship with him and with others. And I think there's a few reasons, or there's probably heaps of reasons why he created us for relationship, but I've come up with three. Uh, one, it's fun hanging out and doing life with others, yeah? Uh, be boring by ourselves. The Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. And I don't think it's just talking about marriage, but actually the need for friendship and relationship and actually to be able to support one another. Number two, he wants us to fellowship with one another, to hang out with other Christians and encourage each other, pray for each other um, and actually do life together. 
And the third one would be marriage, intimacy with one person, two people doing life as one, procreation. You get that one, guys? All right. It's good. Just going to let that sit. It's funny, when we told our, I wasn't going to say this, but I will. Um, when we told our team that we were pregnant, it was like mom and dad telling the kids that they were pregnant. Like, they were excited, but some of them were like, oh, <laughs> you did that? It was, it was a long, long conversations, bit of sex ed. There were diagrams, I don't know. Teenagers. We love you guys. It's all right, John D. I'll talk to you later. Or G can talk to you. <laughs> hey, you might think I've gone off track a bit. I probably have. Um, we are talking about purpose, not people. But the thing is, people are our purpose. And that's the reason that we're here. Is life actually isn't about you. And my husband reminds me of this frequently. Um, but it's actually about others. The greatest commandment, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. When we outwork this intentionally in our lives, we can actually see our purpose being fulfilled. See, this need for others is bigger than just supporting and helping people out. God specifically designed it so that part of our purpose is actually unlocked when we connect with other people. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had something powerful to come at King Nebuchadnezzar with. It wasn't a weapon, it was actually each other. The way I see it, they didn't have this discussion before the big ceremony like, or like, do you reckon we'll all stand up, like I'll stand if you stand sort of thing, like we're not going to bow up. Like, they just did it. It was actually who they were and there was power in their numbers because they were working together. Together they fulfilled their purpose. They stood for God despite the circumstance and despite the consequence. They knew they would probably die if they stood But that's how convicted they were in serving God's purpose because it was bigger than themselves. You know, I do wonder what the story would be if it had just been one of them standing. And I can't help but think maybe when the king called him up, maybe he would have been like, all right, I'll just bow out and go back to my spot sort of thing. We don't know. But regardless, the point is that they fulfilled their purpose together. It wasn't one guy trying to be a hero or uh, trying to take the fall for the rest of them, they were in it together and their purpose was actually unlocked in each other. You know, it's the same for us. We're not meant to do this life on our own. In fact, we cannot fulfill all that God has for us if we try to do it on our own. He has specifically set up relationships in our world that are going to actually help propel us on our path and in the direction He wants to take us. You know, for me as a As a young teenager, I had some key people in my world that spoke into my life and probably called things out in me that I never thought I would do. Um, My husband, also together, we walk out a purpose as a family, as two becoming one. And we're able to draw out the best in each other and unlock each other's potential. So I wanted to ask you, who is it in your world that you are connected to that will help you achieve your purpose? Who do you maybe need to connect with to help encourage and build them up and see them achieve their purpose? Could be a colleague, could be a friend, neighbor, or even a family member. One thing is for sure, we need each other if we're going to achieve all that God has purpose for us.
Number three, your purpose is not about you. It might sound a bit harsh, but it's true. And we're talking about purpose. Will it bless you? Yes. Will your purpose bring you favor and prosperity? Yes. Will it fulfill your desires? Yeah, it will. But is it about you? No, it's actually not. Because what we're a part of is actually a lot bigger than the part that we play. I might get the band up. What we're a part of is much bigger than the part that we play. You know, God doesn't need you, but he wants you. We actually have a choice. If we choose not to engage with him and not really worry about discovering our purpose or what we're here for, he'll actually use someone else. See, when King Nebuchadnezzar organized the big ceremony to unveil his statue, I'm sure that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego weren't the only Jews there that didn't think it was right. But they're the only three that stood. They had a choice. One of my favorite verses and something that I always come back to, Matthew 22, verse 14. It says, For many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. That's Jesus talking. And I believe the difference is those that say yes. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said yes. They were able to fulfill the purpose that God set out for them because they were willing. They were willing to stand where no one else would. See, these three were able to recognize that what they were a part of was actually much greater than their own purpose, than their own idea, than what they could achieve alone. They knew that if they just did their bit, that God would do the rest. And he did, right? He came through for them. They went at death head first and didn't die. He protected them. I wonder if we all did that, what our world would look like. If we kept it simple, you know, hear from God, obey. Hear from God, obey. Yeah, I know for me too often we rationalize our way out of it. I know that I do. You know, before we know it, we've missed an opportunity and God will use someone else instead. Because we stop and we think, that's the problem. Instead of just hearing and obeying, we're like, oh, is that God? I don't know. Or I'll have to think about it, pray about it for a week. You know, it's gone. It's too late. These guys had a split second to decide what they were going to do. When the music sounds, you're either on your knees or you're standing. And they stood, right? I'm sure, like, they could have just not showed up to the ceremony. They could have hid. They would have had a million other options, but they chose to stand. You know, we're not perfect, and God knows that. In John 14, verse 16, it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. You know, God's more intelligent than we give, give him credit for, I think. He knows that we will stuff up. He knows that we'll get off track. And I think there's hope because he sent another he actually gave us the Holy Spirit to help guide us, to speak to us, to lead us, to go before us. He's the Spirit of truth, our helper. We don't have to do it on our own. You know, I wonder tonight where you're at. 
whether you are confident in your walk with God, confident in where you're going, confident in your purpose and why you're here, or whether you don't really know what your purpose is. Wherever you're at, I believe that God wants to speak to you tonight. You know, for me, I finished high school and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I'd gotten into uni, but I didn't know if I was going to do that, so I deferred it, did what all good Christians do and went to Bible college. Um, I, like, God wanted me there. I got a scholarship, so it was pretty obvious. But I mean, yeah, like that's what I did. And then sort of come to the end of that, I guess expecting to like sort of know what I was going to do, but I still wasn't sure. So I was like, oh, I may as well go to uni. I got into that and um, got a job and here I am, I guess. But, you know, throughout all of that, I think God was continually speaking to me. And as I got to know him more and more, the less, or the more I realized, sorry, that it was less about what I did, my job or my career, and more about loving him and loving others, despite whatever I chose to do, it actually didn't matter. You know, we have to work, we have to earn money, pay bills, pay rent, etc. But it's actually about whatever sphere of life you find yourself in, keeping it simple, loving Him and loving others. That's our purpose. And I guess the outworking of that for me looks like teaching my kids, not just maths and English, but actually teaching them to be good humans teaching them that God loves them and doing my best to model what being Christ-like looks like. You know, tonight I just want to encourage you, whatever sphere of life you're in, whatever job or career, whether you're at school or a stay-at-home mom, that God sees you and that He's got you. I would just encourage you to seek Him, to seek Him daily because he wants to know you more. Your purpose is found in him. I would encourage you to connect with others, to rekindle friendships, to join a connect group, to be intentional about the relationships that you have. And you'll start to see your purpose unlocked in them. I'd encourage you to stay humble and be obedient because what we're, part, what we're a part of is much bigger than the part we play. It's much bigger than ourselves. It's much bigger than this church. What God's doing on the earth, we can't really fathom. We just have to do our part and be obedient to Him. You know, we serve a big God. So let's do our part well and keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of change, a lot of good, a lot of blessing. Perspective, right? Why don't we stand? I just want to read this verse over you. This is one probably discovered as a teenager, and it's always one that I've gone back to. I think it just it keeps things simple. It's Paul talking in Acts and chapter 20, verse 24. He says, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. And that's it. I mean, you might still be working out what your purpose looks like for you, what a job or a career is, or, or where you're at with your life. 
But really it all comes down to this. You know, Jesus left us with a mission, with a mandate. He didn't leave us on our own. But we have this task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Whatever that might look like for you, it's going to be different for everyone. Let me pray for you. God, we thank you for your presence in this place. Lord, I thank you that you've called each one of us to a purpose much bigger than we could ever imagine, much bigger than we could ever achieve on our own. God, we need you and we need each other. So, Lord, tonight I just pray for each person in here, God. Lord, that we would just continue to fall more and more in love with you. That we would just continue to seek you daily, to seek you and become more like you, God. And out of that, we'll be walking in, our, in your will. We'll be walking in our purpose. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be intentional in our connection with others. God, that you would help us to see our purpose being unlocked in our relationships and helping other people to unlock theirs. God, I pray that whatever sphere of life we find ourselves in, Lord, I pray that you would be with us, that you would show us how to love better, how to walk like you and how to talk like you. Lord, would you give us opportunities and help us to be bold, to not rationalize our way out of it or or think too hard, but just to be able to hear you and obey. Lord, I just pray for each person here. God, that you would bless them, that wherever they're at with their purpose, God, that tonight they would leave here knowing that you have a plan for their life, God. Whether they've been walking with you for years, I pray that a new um, sense of purpose would be ignited in them, God. For more of you, more opportunities, more doors open. Or God, if there's people here that are still figuring out what their purpose might be, God, I pray that they would leave here with clarity. Lord, with a word from you. God, it's only you. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and it was a great encouragement to you. For more information about C3 Newcastle City, visit our website, www.c3nc.com.